Welcome to the Cone Zone. We're the Cones. Grant and Lowell. Perry Feast. The Niners are 1-2. and two, And fans are freaking pissed. Or at least they were uh, after the game and yesterday. Now it's Tuesday. And I think emotions have calmed down a little bit. And now we need to take a more level-headed look at where the Niners really stand. And I think my dad wants to lead the charge on turning down the noise uh, yeah, surrounding this I team. There's been a lot of noise. It's only three games into the season. And I would say the reaction of fans, some players, and media has been hysterical. Hysterical. Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. mean funny. I mean hysterical, like off the chart. Okay. So let me just say a few things. They lost the first game. And the conditions are very tough, but they mm -hmm. lost. And all of a sudden, everyone was blaming Trey Lance. Now, right. he didn't lose the game. He was no. one of the players who lost the game. But it wasn't his fault, according to me. Uh, the national media, the local media, fans, off the wall, this is the worst thing, blah, 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 blah. Next game, the poor guy gets hurt because the coach makes an, an idiotic play call. We all agree mm -hmm. on that, Iggy. Mm -hmm. And then after the game, media, fans, and some players apparently are saying this is a return to 49er football, i.e. it's the legit thing. And although no one wanted the kid to get hurt, it's really good that Jimmy's back because he's a veteran of the offense and, and he can really do that. Okay. Gives him the best chance to win. Give him the best chance to win. They said that a lot. Right. Then they go play Denver and they were horrible. Now, not the defense. The defense is world class. But they were just as bad as they were week one offensively. Ten points with the, yeah, with the other quarterback. The, uh, yeah, with the other quarterback. Yeah. So then everybody including you iggy are saying oh my god uh this is really bad uh kyle's on the hot seat if if he doesn't make the playoffs they ought to get sean payton sean payton has his own problems uh, you know true. as long that's as true. i know kyle never got kicked out of the league for a while that's true sean payton did uh and you know what are they going to do true. or maybe they should play uh the, the mr irrelevant brock purdy all of a sudden his yeah. name is being and it's like every week it's hysterical and you iggy even said they should get cam newton could we talk i believe about that i do huh? yeah. I, I believe that okay that's fine so let's start with cam newton and get him mm -hmm. out of the way from my point of view he never recovered from being a bust in the super bowl he, it broke him psychologically. I think he's a loser. He came back last year to Carolina and he was parading around the field. I'm finally back, blah, blah, blah. Carolina got rid of him again. I don't think he is any longer an NFL quality quarterback. I think there are two names that should never be mentioned anymore with the Niners, him and Kaepernick. Kaepernick simply because he's been out for six years and this guy because he's not an NFL quarterback. Now, if you want to rebut me, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know that you didn't really use any stats or facts with that. Uh, two years ago, he started for the Patriots. His quarterback rating was 82, and he ran. Jimmy Garoppolo's quarterback rating his last six starts is 80, and he so if if he he's three and three in his last six starts with a quarterback rating of 80, five touchdown passes and eight picks. I, I feel like the word is out on him. The book is out on him, and he keeps getting worse. Uh, I don't see that he's going to bounce back and become a, a like a winning quarterback. I, I think he's a loser now. I, okay. The only reason he wins is because of his defense, really. So if he starts losing and the Niners miss the playoffs, it'd be a shame if they didn't try something else because I don't really see Jimmy Garoppolo bouncing back and becoming a factor. Okay. 
Um, fair enough. I would like to say you are going by stats, and I appreciate that. But neither you nor I can see the future. So That's I true. want to say a few things. Okay. Um, you've been very hard on Kyle, Kyle Shanahan. My feeling is he is not even near being a great coach. He does right. some things very well, but he he's so far shown uh, limitations and inability to learn. Okay. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, my machine. We got to turn that thing off. I'll come by someday. And turn I don't know how to turn it, just, it off. Yeah, I'll, fi I'll figure it out. Okay, yeah. you'll have to come by and do things for me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Having said that he's not a great head coach, and he isn't, he got the team into the Super Bowl, blew the Super Bowl. That's one of the reasons he's not a great head coach. And Iggy, he would have had him in the Super Bowl last year if Joukowsky Tart had uh, caught the ball. I don't know. I mean, that was early in the fourth quarter. The Niners didn't move the ball at all in the fourth quarter. Okay. You can't just say that was it came down to that play. Okay, but the point is they were close to getting They were close. They were close. And they did yeah. get the championship game. They did. Okay. So he's not Tom Sula or Chip Kelly. No, he's and not he's bad at all. Fraud. He, no. He, okay. My feeling is, and this is a working hypothesis, he's a slow starter. And here's what I mean. Last season, he was a slow starter. He was three and five. And the whole, you know, the world was caving in. Mm -hmm. He figured out what he needed to figure out, and the team was respectable mm -hmm. and got to the championship game. One of the things he figured out was Debo. Now that the league is mm -hmm. onto that, he needs to figure something else out. I understand. Mm -hmm. But he's shown himself actually to be creative and to adapt slowly. True. I'm saying let's not bring in Sean Payton yet. It's only three games. Last year, he adapted after eight games. Let's see what happens. The other is, and I know that you poo-poo this, that Jimmy, uh, they say, Jimmy said he's not in football shape. You know, Iggy, about a month ago, you know, I, I visited my friend, Fred Von Oppen in uh, Montana. He used to be a coach with the Niners, and he and I are dear friends. And he and his wife, Sally, take me in because I'm blue these days. And we were talking, and Fred said, you know, Lowell, there is something different about shape and football shape. He actually brought it up. And he said, you could work out in the weight room all you want and do wind sprints and all that, but there's something about being on the field and getting hit. And so for the time being, that's a coach who said that. For the time being, I'm willing to give Jimmy the benefit of the doubt and to say as awful as he was in Denver, he may not always be that awful. He'll never be great. He'll never be above mediocre, but he may be good enough with that defense. Okay? Hmm. okay. He may be good enough. I know I'm I'm open to a rebuttal and I'm I'm eager to hear it. Okay, I'll, let me try my best. But since the noise got a little loud, I'm gonna do it in a very quiet voice. Please. I, I'm gonna say quietly. All right, first of all, these are these are my this is why I think not just me, but a lot of people are really freaked out about the 49ers and are thinking about is Kyle Shanahan good enough? Not is Jimmy good enough. Is Kyle Shanahan good enough? He had a lot of excuses, but now he has the best roster in the league. That's what everyone says. Can he, can he win the Super Bowl with the best roster in the league? That, that's the question. And, and right now, uh, they could turn it around. They might be slow starters. But things that are concerning are the fact that the injuries are piling up like two years ago. Trent Williams is out. Trey Lance is out. Elijah Mitchell's out. Aziz Alshair, Ty Davis-Price, Jimmy Ward, Eric Armstead. Some of them are coming back. But it does feel like two years ago when the injuries were taken, just taking the team down. 
Then there's, you said they were a slow starter last year. They were. By week eight, their offense was really good. They were two and four. They went to Chicago. They scored, they scored 33 points. And the season was on the brink. So that's a, it's really important to remember. So from week eight to week 15, they averaged 28 points per game on offense. That's phenomenal. But then they went to Tennessee, lost, and scored 17 points. Ever since Tennessee did that to them, there's been a book on how to defend the Niners' offense, especially when Jimmy's on the field. And ever since that game, that's nine games ago, week 16 to now, they've been averaging 18 points per game on offense. So it's, it's an issue that it seems like Kyle's been maybe figured out a little bit. All of his good ideas, and we've talked about him, uh, has been figured out a bit, and he needs to like come up with the next wrinkle. Well, the yeah. next wrinkle was supposed to be Lance. That's what they spent the entire year doing. So he's gone, and now he has to figure out midseason what the next wrinkle is with Jimmy, and he may figure it out. But I think what's really freaking out people is that Kyle's offensive coordinator is in Miami looking great. They're 3-0, and and people are thinking, oh, my God, was he like the ghost rider on this team? Was he Cyrano to Bergerac? We'll find out. I don't know. So that's it's, – it's like it's been nine weeks, and all of a sudden his underlings doing a great – he's not a slow starter. Mike McDaniel, not a slow starter. And then there's the fact that it's year six for Kyle. Like he's always had excuses, and he's got this, and his quarterback, and it's like, okay, man, like at a certain point, no more excuses. You have the best roster in the league. We want to see you deliver. And then finally, the things that make it weird are the leaks that came out. Like, all offseason, so like, so many people in the organization apparently saying, we don't believe in Kyle's vision for, for the quarterback. And even in the locker room after the game, I saw it. Players talking off the record saying, you know. Mm. So, I, to me, that Say, we uh, talked about it. Expand on that a little bit. That players after which game saying what? The, C- the Seahawks game. The Seahawks game. When when Trey came, when Trey was hurt and, and Jimmy came back, how they were basically saying, you know, this is the, what we wanted for the team. And and we, as you said as you said last week, that's a slap in the face to Kyle. It's a no question, right? So for players to be like so open and so many leaks off the record, basically condemning their own coach, it's not a good sign. They could all turn it around, but these are all signs of a, of a team that's in crisis at week three. Now they've beaten themselves twice twice already. They could beat the Rams next week and, and handle all of this, but this is feels like a critical week for the 49ers. I agree, it's a critical week. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And uh, the team does seem to be polarized. Yes. Uh, you know, factions, everything you don't want in a locker right. room. That stuff can clear pretty quickly with a win, especially a win over the Rams. That's it true. could clear up pretty quickly. Also, um, I don't really value what the players say about who their quarterback should be. Uh, it, you know, I don't I don't care what they say. I don't know what their reasoning is or how much they know. But the lack of faith in the coach is very bad. I agree with that. I agree. Uh, the question is, will they continue to play hard for him? Certainly the defense plays hard for D'Amico Ryans. Um, will the offense continue to play hard? My guess is it will, yeah. but I can't prove it. Yeah. Uh, that's what I want to say. I want to say one other thing. Sure. I've been through a lot of uh, sports seasons, and the idea – of getting hysterical after three weeks strikes me as innocent. Mm-hmm. There are 14 games to go. So many things can happen. Stafford could break his arm. It's true. I mean, really? So many things, or the Niners could be a better team face right. to face with the Rams. So many things can happen. What I've learned, and when I was younger, I was always red hot. But what I've learned now is take a deep breath. Yes. Take a deep breath 
and try to get away from the noise and see see what happens. You know, I'll finish in a second, Guy. Denver won the game. They looked horrible also. They're two and one. They, they didn't, I mean, Russell Wilson, except for the end, looked horrible. And on the first, on the only touchdown the Niners had, that was a nice drive. And the f- touchdown pass that Jimmy threw was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So all I'm saying is I am not digging a grave for them. I want to see more data. Okay. Look, I'm not digging a grave for I feel like I'm not digging a I'm not firing Kyle and I'm not digging a grave for the 49ers. I think it's fair to say that in year six, Kyle Shanahan has to prove something and he's on the hot seat. I think it's a fair I, um, thing to say. No one's saying that he's going to get fired midseason or after the season. Let's let, let the season play out. But he's being watched. Also, this team has a great defense, a great defense. So any team with a great defense is always going to be competitive every week and probably going to be a winner. The problem with him is that it's he's an offensive coach and it's his sixth year coaching the team. And his offense was freaking awful in week one and week three. And it was awful in the playoffs and it was awful down the stretch. And it's been a long stretch. And he needs to show, like, he needs to bring something. He needs to show something right now. I think it's fair for people to be like, dude, what do you do? Are you really a genius? Did you, do we give you too much credit? Or is D'Amico the genius on this team? Was Mike McDaniel the genius on this team? What's going on? Yeah. It's fair to ask those questions. Yes, and I, I think it's also fair not to use the word genius. Yeah. If I mean, he's, yeah, I think not enough Bill of the genius Walsh stuff. was yeah. a genius. Yeah. Although he didn't like, I mean, he liked, listen, he liked when people called him a genius, but not in public. Right. But because right. uh, it's a bad look to actually acknowledge that publicly, <laughs> right? But I don't Obviously. think that Kyle is a genius. No, uh, I think he's gifted, right? Nor do I think his dad was a genius. No, and his offense doesn't have to be great, it just has to be not bad. The defense is great, the I offense agree. is bad right now, just be not bad. And we think we, we think he can make his offense be not bad. I agree, I, I yeah. think we agree on that. Uh, and I, I think if he can make his offense be not bad, this is a team that can win. Now, can it go to the Super Bowl? You were saying Super Bowl, but now you may have revised your opinion. I mean, it doesn't. I, I'm, no, I don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl. This is the, the team. This is the same team as last year, and I, I like the idea of something nif- different with a new quarterback. But now they're back to the same team as last year, and it's not really Kyle's fault. Uh, he's done the most he can with this quarterback. It's a very limited quarterback. If you go and watch the coaches' tape from this game, there's guys open down the field left and right, and Jimmy doesn't even look. He doesn't even care. So. I, 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 there's only so much Kyle can do, and it has to be revolve around the running game. I don't know. I'm sorry. He put himself in this situation. Tom Brady wanted to play for him, and Kyle said no thanks. So, sorry. This is what you get. Yeah, he's been very – he's lacked prudence in getting quarterbacks. Uh, it's not like th- these three weeks are isolated. They're right. related to his whole era yeah. of being the head coach and not being savvy about getting quarterbacks, and really not understanding how important it is. And I think last year he ducked a lot of blame because if, well, they won. But if Jimmy struggled, people would say like me, well, Trey would have won. Put in Trey, that'll fix everything. And then Trey came in, and there were problems with the Trey Lance offense too. And I think people are like, well, wait a second. This offensive genius is really struggling, and maybe it's because of the decisions he made. He didn't want Patrick Mahomes. He didn't want Tom Brady. He wanted Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo and can't really make it work with either one to the degree a genius should. And I think people are saying, wait a second, it's year six. We all bought into you. And now it's like D'Amico. So I think, I don't know, I just think it's fair that he gets looked at like this. No one's firing Kyle. He gets the whole season. 
But I think he needs to understand that he needs to actually pr produce. Because, again, he's looking like Mark Jackson to me. Yes, you came here. You turned the culture around. You did great stuff. But can Mark Jackson win a championship with a great roster? Probably not. Can Kyle win a great a championship with a great roster? We'll see. He has one right now. He's lost a Super Bowl he should have won. He lost an NFC Championship he should have won at a certain point. What did we say about, we called Harbaugh a high-level loser. And he is. He still hasn't won a championship in Michigan. Is Kyle a high-level loser? We, Kyle I mean, we asked. He may be a mid-level loser. <laughs> he might be. Might, I don't he know. Might be. Hey, he I'm, uh, I'm going to just, uh, Mark Jackson, it makes me laugh. I'm not going to name the coach. But remember, we called the famous NBA coach one time when Jackson had the Warriors in the playoffs, and we asked this famous coach what he thought of Mark Jackson's offense, and his response was he started laughing on the phone. Remember, Iggy? He said, Lowell, I, I don't want to say anything, but he was just laughing. He laughed at Mark Jackson. Yeah. Now you heard it. I, I, I was like 22. I called him up. He was gracious enough to give me some time, and I asked him, uh, how would you describe Mark Jackson's offense? And he just started laughing. He's like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. That's got to stop. I can't. That was really funny. That really happened. Anyway, that was really happened. Okay, look, I, I'm with you. Turn down the noise. Here's the thing with football. When, when a team wins, the celebration is way too much. And when they yes. lose, people lose their mind because there's only a few games. But by Tuesday, I think people kind of like reach like, you know, normal emotional balance so this is a good day to talk about it i'm with you it's just when all these people are donating money to me after the game saying fire kyle I, what am i supposed to say no you're wrong <laughs> no you're wrong no I, again i don't want to fire kyle I, kyle if you're watching i don't think they should fire you i think this is a great year for you to prove that you're the greatest coach and that you're good enough to win a super bowl because you got the horses I, I you have to have the horses you got and, and, and the one thing that you can't say is people say well you give kyle shanahan a quarterback watch what happens man he's had his pick for six years you can't say that. These are the quarterbacks he wants. He wanted Brock Purdy. He wanted Jimmy. He wanted Trey. These are the guys. Win it. I also want to take out the phrase hot seat. It's too hot early seat. to be on the hot seat. Whatever the, it, what's the, whatever the hot seat is, is that the electric chair? I don't know. I, I, I don't want him on the hot seat yet. Is that it, what the – is it an electric chair analogy? That's grim. I, I don't know. What I don't even know. Seat. Yeah, it's true. Like we use these cliches, right? Yeah, I don't know what the hot seat is. My friend, whatever the my, hot seat is. I don't want him on it. And listen, I'm not a fan of his. I don't. I don't know him. I don't. Know no, him. he's on it. Sorry, I'm in charge of the hot seat. I put him on it. Sorry. Okay, it's, it's so he's on your hot seat. He's on my he's hot seat. My hot seat. There you go. That's he's true. The hot seat, hot seat seat. Yeah, if he comes to dinner and he's at my table, this seat's going to be a little bit warm. I'm going to preheat it. I'm going to preheat his seat. Yeah, he's coming to dinner at your house. <laughs> Do you see how he looks at me when I ask questions? Show, show the look. <laughs> and how do it's you great. interpret it? Um, I hate you. 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 Oh yeah, that uh -huh. Jeff Wilson played really well. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, win. I won't ask the questions. I'll ask good questions if you win. So why does he hate you? Because I'm the one that's on his on him the hardest. I'm although yesterday I, I sat back and let everyone else. Uh, Matt Mayoko, Matt Bear, everyone was asking very polite but very critical questions of Kyle yesterday. As they should. It's time. I'm sorry. It's time. And it was a pathetic performance. It was pathetic. And to Kyle's credit, uh, he was prepared for it. He was not defensive. He actually did, to the best of his ability, take credit for specific things. He even said, you know, the, the play call and the safety. It was a bad play call. I shouldn't have called that. I've never heard him say something like that, well, which is like coaches do it all the time. But he did it.
you know, it shows he's capable of showing leadership and being the face of the franchise in a good way. Well, if you're a slow starter, it's okay. Now's the time. Week four against the Rams, if you beat him, no one will care about the first three weeks. If you lose to the Rams and start one and three, the... <laughs> The seat, the seat will get so warm. Okay, if, if they lose, we're going to talk about that later. I admit, you're, I'm not going to put him on the hot seat even if he loses to the Rams. Fair enough, fair enough. Because you'd be one in three, uh, but still, there'd be 13 more games to go. You know what's fun about the hot seat? It what? doesn't exist. It's true. It doesn't exist. That's what I like about it. It it's doesn't exist. It's a metaphor. It's yeah, yeah. Okay, let's answer some questions and then get back to our show. Toby says, my favorite show of the week is of yours, Grant. Good morning, Mr. Cohn. The defense right. will just have to do it all to win a game. It's going to have to do a lot. What it has to do is, uh, in addition to being great, is force turnovers. Because then the Niners will score points if they have those short fields. And they don't. They didn't against uh, Denver. so they. But that's because they're going against Russell Wilson. This week, Matthew Stafford has five picks through three games, so it could happen. He's not Russell Wilson. He's... Uh, Guy with a strong arm. And he's a bit of a stiff. He's a bit of a stiff. DJ Marquis says, both of you are more entertaining and offer a better product than the 49ers. I stopped buying tickets and merch after Harbaugh left. You get my money now. Hey. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start playing football too. Uh, Lauren says, can't think of a quarterback who strikes less fear in a defense than Jimmy. It's tough because at this point he started 48 games and there's real data out there showing he won't throw the ball more than 30 yards down the field. That That's good information for a defense to have. Yes. Domain Threat says, after re-watching the game, worse than Jimmy was how Brendel got bullied all game and run and pass the center. Either start hands or trade for a starting center. It's a fair point. The Niners have been uh, trying to make this work with a, a guy who's never been a starter before. And he didn't do good. He had a That fumble was his fault. Stephen McGinnis, Stephen McGinnis says, Ryan Fitzpatrick, nice deep ball for a gray uh, on, for Danny Gray and uh, Brandon Ayuk. He's an announcer now. I don't think he's playing football. He's not, he's not in football shape. Solid team player, can think on the fly, smart and educated, loves to beat TB12. I actually always liked Ryan Fitzpatrick. I thought he had, uh, he reminded me of Jeff Garcia when he played. Is he the guy with the beard? The guy with the beard, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's retired. What you talking about, Willis, says Mike Holmgren on 95.7 critis Kyle, criticized Kyle about Trey, said he wouldn't have used Trey in that way. Brings up when he drew plays for Steve Young. There were no QB runs. All of his runs were improv off script. Well, Mike Holmgren is a very serious uh, and a great coach. Who was uh, a... Go huh? ahead. I was going to ask you a question. No, I, I take what he says very seriously. Who was a and better... More, Go ahead. He was in the Bill Walsh tree. He was the, the next generation, and they again, did not, Steve wanted to run at first. He didn't want to throw. And they told him, not on this team. You, mm -hmm. you continue that, you're off the team. Who's a better coach, Mike Holmgren or Mike Shanahan? I, I don't know, Iggy. Uh, they both, uh, Holmgren won one Super Bowl, Shanahan won one or two. 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 Uh, they were both brilliant uh, play designers. And they were, you know what? They're among the elite coaches. Yeah. Seth Harvey says, all of your plays suck, man. Jimmy, we win against L.A. I know because of Gematria still a long season after Monday Night Football top game against Atlanta coming. You don't know what he's talking about, but there's a clip uh, going around. You can see it on my Twitter. After Jimmy Garoppolo had an incomplete pass uh, on the third down, the TV camera caught him yelling, all your plays suck, man, as he came off the, play uh, came off the field. So that's another wrinkle in uh, how close and tight-knit the Niners are right now. He was yelling at Kyle? 
he was yelling. I don't know if he was yelling at Kyle. I mean, he's probably pretty far from Kyle, but you can see him yelling, all your plays suck, man. And, I mean, yeah, you can see and him say Kyle's it. Kyle's a play caller. Kyle's a play caller, yeah. And what's crazy is actually if you watch that play on the All-22, I think Debo's wide open deep down the field. So it's like Kyle has a point. Jimmy Jimmy doesn't like the plays. Kyle, it's like, I, I don't know, man. Maybe they'll figure it out, but they got a ways to go. Uh, so what you're – what the mo- this is interesting. So the most yeah. important point is they are are not close as a as a tandem. No coach. No. We know coaches that are very supportive of their players, and we know one mm. in particular who, when he was designing offenses, would go to his quarterback if he got a new quarterback and say, mm-hmm. "What do you like to do? Let's make." He, it he, he would he would do it like this. He would go through situations first and ten, third and whatever, uh, goal line, red zone. Tell me your top ten favorite plays. Order them one through ten. Top yeah. ten favorite plays. That way, I know what you like, and you're invested in the outcome of what I call. That's right. Yeah. As opposed to imposing your system on a quarterback, which I think Kyle does. Oh, I think there's no question. So anyway, good to know. And and again, if they beat the Rams. Then the relationship between Jimmy and Kyle is not a topic. And what they say, what did uh, Madden say? Winning cures everything. It's the best deodorant. That's true. But if they lose to the Rams, these issues get worse. That's right. And to keep our main metaphor, Iggy, if they lose to the Rams, the the, uh, noise becomes hellacious. It becomes deafening. Absolutely. Yeah, deafening. Deafening. If they beat the Rams, it becomes real quiet. Yeah. Real quiet. Right? Yeah. D. Wood says, if Kyle never wanted Jimmy, supposedly wanted Mac over Trey, is this really his fault? We'll never know. But, I mean, if you let yourself get overruled by the owner, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. We we don't know. It's it's possible that Kyle wanted Mac Jones, who's also hurt right now, and and Jed York privately said, no way. We'll never know. But, I don't know, trading all that for Mac Jones doesn't seem that smart. He's not that good. David says Lowell Grant made a wonderful video on Jed York wanting to be like Eddie D. From your experience with the team, what are your thoughts Eddie would think of the Niners' current state, Kyle and Trey? I think you said it yesterday with Larry. He would he would be out of his mind. He wouldn't accept mind. this at all. Yeah. And he would threaten firings and maybe yeah. even fire people. You know, um, he forced Eddie, who I like very much. I've grown to like very much. Forced Walsh out. That's what Bill told me. And as you said, he fired Seifert and brought in uh, uh, Mariucci, who was not as good a coach as as Seifert. But he wouldn't accept these kinds of things. No. And, you know, another guy who wouldn't, I don't think, is Joe Lacob. Joe Lacob hired Mark Jackson, and Mark Jackson got the team to a point in the playoffs, and he felt he couldn't get any further. Joe Lacob hired another guy. It was Steve Kerr. It was controversial. Never been a coach before. Another... um, former player who was an announcer like Mark Jackson won his championship his first year. Lakeup was right. And I, I, I would wonder, you know, if, if he was owning this team, what, what would he think of Kyle? Does, would he think Kyle could take him all the way? And if not, would he identify someone who could? Maybe it's not Sean Payton. But I, I think owners need to be thinking along those lines, even if they're yeah. not talking about it publicly. Yeah, you need to be proactive. You yeah. know, it's funny. Uh, I used to talk to Lakeup. I don't talk to any of these people anymore. And Lakeup told me he liked to fire people. Wow, that is interesting. Yeah, he said, "Why?" Because I want to make things better. He said, hmm. "I take time, I evaluate everybody, and if they're not good enough, I like to fire them." Wow, tell me that. That's really interesting. and I thought it was fair. That is fair. 
Look what he's done with that organization. I mean, yeah. look at Steve Kerr. He's won four championships. That's right. Yeah, it's pretty That's good. Right. He's really good. Lacob found that guy. I mean, yeah, there, there's a lot of criticisms of Eddie DeBartolo and Joe Lacob. They're not perfect owners, but they found championship coaches. Jed's still searching. And Jed has to, he has to really evaluate. He can't just keep giving Kyle Shanahan extensions for being close or almost the best. You've got to really look at this. And anyway. and Bill, it's it's a cliche, but obviously he had Joe and Steve and and this guy has had, and when we think of those teams, we think of Joe and Steve and Jerry. Yeah. Okay, yeah. This guy has no one like that. No, there's no Joe and Steve. The no. Jerry, I guess, is Debo. Although Iggy, he's going to get Debo hurt. Yeah, and Debo, Debo's not having a great year this year. Debo's had one Jerry Rice-esque year. Jerry Rice had like 15 of those. So yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hard to compare anyone to Jerry Rice. You yeah. Know, you, can't, you can't count on anyone to be that consistent. Um, but again, like what, what Bill did was he was a championship coach. He, got, he figured out the quarterback position right away. And you could say he got lucky or whatever with a third-round pick in Joe Montana. He developed him. And then that even when that wasn't enough, when, by the time Joe was getting to be about 30, Bill was thinking, huh? I might need to get another one and did and develop that guy too. Kyle's over here being like, ah, let's just draft a guy with the last pick in the draft. That's a, there's our backup. And Whoa. What, what also Bill did is cause Bill was very strategic by having Joe and Steve at the same time, he built up animosity between them. Mm -hmm. I think they get along, but there was anim potential animosity and competition. Right. He made there them both go. better. There you go. Who's who is, there was no one, as far as I can tell, really challenging Trey Lance, who was a serious contender, because I don't think Jimmy is right. a serious contender to Trey Lance, who now is going to lose another season. And again, you blame that 100% on Kyle Shanahan, 100%. The main threats. Go ahead. Wait, I think we move on to our next topic. Locker room. The main threat says the locker room is low key toxic. Let's see. We'll see what happens. Next topic Trent Williams and injuries. Okay. Now, we're going to talk about uh, the Rams game in a bit, but I would say that, the, and you disagree if you want to, Iggy, the injury to Trent Williams for the, the meaning to the team currently mm -hmm. is more than the injury to Trey Lance. That's how good I think Trent Williams is. Am well, I yeah. overstating it? I mean, I think I think they the Niners could make the playoffs without Trey Lance. They've proven that a bunch. Um, can without they make Trey Lance or Trent? Williams? Without Trey Lance, I mean, if if Trey Lance is gone, they can still make the playoffs. They still have they've shown that. But if Trent Williams is gone, what's the offense going to be? If he misses right. the whole season, what's the offense going to be? How good can it be? I don't know. And he's they say he's going to miss six to eight weeks. Well, I, I interviewed a doctor, Dr. Narav Pandya last night, and he was explaining like, you know, it's usually four to eight weeks for a high ankle sprain, but it's different. This guy's a lot bigger. He's older. And he, this was an injury he had last year. He was thinking it's possible that the high ankle sprain he had last year never fully recovered, and that's wow. why he injured it again. So it's tricky. We'll have to see. I have no idea when he's coming back. I got it. And so this is really an important detail. We yes. were talking in general about, you know, maybe, you know, it's early in the season, a lot of noise. But if they can't protect Jimmy's back, i.e. Right. no really effective left tackle, Jimmy's not a guy who can scramble. No. Uh, he He's a dead duck. 
He's a dead duck. And so at that point, if you don't have Trey Lance, your passing game is going to really be tough. I and mean, you can pass on first and 10 when the defense is really expecting run, like catch them off guard and stuff. But what about third and seven or third and five? How are you going to do that? Second and nine. It seems tough. Who would be the left tackle? Colton McKivitz. Tell us about him. It was a fifth-round pick a few years ago. They cut him last year. He was on their practice squad, and they moved him up. And he's a serviceable player. He's okay. Um, he, he can do the run blocking. But, again, on third and eight, if he has to go one-on-one on a pass play when they know it's a pass against some of the better edge rushers in the league, like it, that's he, you can't expect him to hold his own one-on-one. Trent Williams will beat anyone one-on-one. He's the best. He'd beat Bosa. He would beat Nick Bosa. You've seen him in, in training camps. Like Nick Bosa is supposed to be the, the greatest in the league, and he is. But against Trent Williams, he looks like just another guy. And Trent Williams isn't even breaking a sweat. Just like, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Good try. Yeah, and now he's gone. And it's, again, it's what's crazy is he heard it last year, maybe less than 12 months ago, less than 12 months, nine months ago, and um, heard it again. So the Niners have to be careful with this. Yeah, so that might be the most salient point we're making today. When you lose a player of that caliber um, in that position, that's serious. And, And they... Unless they can figure something out, like giving uh, McKivitz help. Right. Right? Yeah, like, I mean, they'll have to. And the help is usually George Kittle. But then that's one, you know, he's not running routes if he's blocking and you you, you need him to run routes. Especially for Jimmy. Yeah, you do. So, okay, let's think about this. Let's say, let's say Trent, the worst case happens and Trent Williams doesn't come back this year, although they expect he will. What if the Niners miss the playoffs because of a huge injury? Do you give him that excuse? You know what I mean? Okay. I guess we don't have to go that far. It's 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 kind of down the line. But you know what and I'm they, saying? It's Do they not, get the injury excuse? Would I give him the excuses? Yeah. Would Jed give him the excuse? Yeah. Um, my feeling is Jed would. Jed would. I think he would. I right? Think, I think he would. I think he would. I, I think. I think Jed is softer than Eddie. I think Jed is softer than Eddie, too. I agree. I do. So I'm not going to say Jed's a nicer person. I don't know either one well enough to know how nice they are. Yeah. And although all the friction I've had with Jed, he's always polite to me when we talk. That's true. Mm -hmm. He's always a gentleman when we talk. Mm -hmm. But I don't think... It's almost like I used to, when I was young, I feel I would commit homicide to publish something. Mm -hmm. Not mm-hmm. that I really would, but it felt like it. I mm-hmm. think Eddie would metaphorically commit homicide to win. Yeah. I don't know that Jed would. He'd maybe no. go behind your back and do something, but I don't think he'd do that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree with that. I, w- I would compare him more to Jerry Jones. I think Jed's good at controlling the narrative around his team, especially yeah. – I think he's he's focused on controlling the narrative more than necessarily winning a Super Bowl because he's never done that. Um, but he likes – being talked about. He likes being in the discussion. Uh, he likes being in the mix, in the playoffs, a contender. And as long as he has that stuff, he can sort of control the narrative and say, you know, we're a perfectly respectable franchise. Yes. And um, let's talk about some other injuries because yes. they're serious. Um, the left tackle is out and that's a big one. <laughs> Quarterback is out and that's a big one. That's a, those are two big ones. Yes. Who else? The running back, Elijah Mitchell, uh, sprained MCL, eight-week injury. He'll be back for the second half of the season if the Niners are still in it. He's a really good player, but that's a big injury. Is he a better player than Jeff Wilson Jr.? Yes. Yes. 
He is. Although Jeff Wilson Jr. is doing a good job. I understand. But, yes. but you're saying Mitchell is, is a special talent. If Mitchell were healthy, he'd be getting like 95% of the carries right now. Okay. Uh, Eric Armstead. Eric Armstead missed this game with a foot injury. He could come back, but he's been hurt a lot this offseason. He missed all the training camp. You were talking about football shape, right? Yeah. He's not in football shape. And I think that might be why he got injured week three after missing all the training camp. I mean, it's football. It's a violent game. And part of being in football shape is the ability to take the violence without getting hurt. Uh, Harbaugh called it building up a callus. That was his metaphor. And then there's Kittle. There's Kittle who's coming back, but, you know, he had four catches for 28 yards, which is not exactly Kittle. And I asked Kyle about that. You know, is he in football shape yet? And he said, no, of course not. Like, absolutely not. So this is where the Niners are at. And then when Trent Williams comes back, he won't be in football shape. Yeah, I take this stuff, football shape, seriously. Me I too. Do. Me too. I, want- I scoff with Jimmy because it's like, okay, but how good is he when he's in football shape? It's, it's like, is he going can, to, can, are you going to blame running out of the back of the end zone on not being in football shape, Jimmy? Come on, dude. I know. And his footwork yeah. and all that. Yeah, I, all I that. Knew. But but yeah. there is a, it's true. I mean, maybe his passes won't sink and die as much when he has a little bit more fitness. I want to give some praise. Um, Eric Armstead is hurting. Javon Kinlaw has played three games. It's true. His health was an issue. And I, yep. I bet he was worried about it as well, Iggy. Yep. And but he's, I'm praising now. I was going to praise him too. Um, he's hung in there for three games. He's good against the run, and he did uh, knock down a pass. Yep. What I wanted to say, before you cut me off, was that he had a great offseason. You could see it coming. He was there in minicamp. He was there before OTAs working out. He was there throughout the entire offseason program. He was there all the time in training camp. It matters. He's yes. in football shape. It matters. He's in football shape. So yes. you can are see there it coming. other injuries that we should talk about? Jimmy Ward. I mean, he's been out. He's coming back eventually, and he's really important, and that's another guy who has to get into football shape. He's a 31-year-old DB who needs to run very fast, and he's coming off a t- like a, a torn hamstring. So him. But he's supposed to be start practicing next week, and Jason Verrett too. So that's interesting. Reinforcements. Iggy, I had forgotten about Jason Verrett. I had forgotten about Jason Verrett too, but if he could actually come back, holy shit, what a defense this would be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I got to say, I, I love Jimmy Ward. Whenever oh, yeah. he talks, he is the most compelling character. Me and too. with a twinkle in his eye. I went up to him in Minnesota at the joint practice and asked if he'd come back on my channel. And he said, yes, let me just get a few games under my uh, belt first because he likes to talk shit. But he wants to like actually have some, you know, some yeah, good performances. So he got hurt and I'm like, ah. So and here's the deal. Yeah. Uh, certain football players understand when you're hurt, you shouldn't be talking. Yeah, like Jimmy Ward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll do one more topic and then we'll take some questions. Yes, Grant. Um, do you want to look at the Rams first or the NFC West as a whole first? And I, I think we should end with the Rams. Okay, good call. Do you want to talk about why the media is so kind to, uh, so kind to Kyle or the NFC West first? Media and Kyle. Boom, let's do that. And then we'll take some questions. Okay. Now, you're with the media and I'm not. You may have things to say that I don't. But I would have to say that the media is incredibly generous to Kyle. In fact, when I read certain uh, or hear certain analysts uh, talking about how crummy the Niners have done so far, Mm -hmm. they generally blame it on Jimmy. Right. But no one dares mm-hmm. and i have seen no one dares to say maybe this coach is overrated 
or maybe this coach is in a slump right. or maybe this coach, like you say it, or maybe this coach needs to elevate his game. Yeah. All of these things may, may be true. So the question is, why is it hands off on Kyle Shanahan? Now, I have theories. Mm-hmm. I know you have a theory of his name. Do you want to talk about that? And then I'll, I'll give my theories. Well, I mean, his dad's a Super Bowl winning coach. His dad's been around for a very long time. His dad has all kind of contacts in the media. And I know how that works. As a media guy, if you have a contact with the coach, you want that guy to have a job. You want that guy employed. That's your, that's your access into the league. Once he's gone and someone replaced him, you don't know him. You, I mean, that's a, that's a contact that's gone. So Shanahan's have a million contacts and guys who have been in been sports uh, reporters for a long time, guys in their fifties and sixties who have a lot of millions of followers on Twitter. So I think there's just uh, a level of power that they have in the league that the Shanahan's do, and, yeah, and like so- that Trey Lance doesn't have. And the thing that killed me was everyone was criticizing Trey Lance. Who picked him? How do you criticize Trey Lance and not the guy who picked him and coached him? But people did. They separated it. Like, Kyle was a genius for for not developing Trey Lance. And I don't understand that at all. No, I'm with you. I'm 100% yeah. with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, in other words, what you're saying is media people go easy on the Shanahan's because it's the golden goose. Yeah, exactly. They know him, and it's good. Yeah, it's good for business. I mean, the guy is forty and forty-four, and if 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 he was just a guy that wasn't part of like a brand and a family, the media would crucify him. But why? What's in it for them? Why not? I mean, the Shanahan's are good business. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, I would add. Yes. Kyle Shanahan came after the butcher, and he came after Chip Kelly. So compared to those losers. He looks good. And I think people maybe give him too much credit for simply not being awful. Especially locally. I think the fans and the media remember those years. And it was bad for the media too because the hits went down on the Niners. It's like we're covering the team and like interest was low. It was like covering the Arizona Cardinals or something. And so all of a sudden Kyle comes in and it's like, this is a national team. You know, Colin Cowherd's talking about him. And Stephen A. It's like, this is great. This is, and I think people are a little afraid of this team becoming irrelevant. It, it, they're very relevant right now with Kyle Shanahan. He's a brand. Right. Jimmy's and a brand. So, and so it helps Twitter numbers, yes. YouTube numbers, all of that, all of that stuff. Yes. 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 I would add another thing. And I think this is what's happened to journalism. You got to remember that I come from newspapers from a print journalism background. I never really had Twitter till the very end. And so I, I, you know, I wasn't worried about getting clicks or hits or whatever the hell it is, page views. As a result, I never held back in my questions. As you know, I could, I could be very difficult for people who I thought were underperforming or not acting well. Now, because your newspaper, if you work for a newspaper or your TV station, looking how much you generate, how much traffic you generate, I think there's less encouragement to be hard, to be a hard journalist. You want fans to like you. You want to write nice things. Uh, and, and you want your newspaper to like you. And what's more, you want Kyle to like you. Right. So he won't cut you off. And Jimmy to like you, so they won't right. cut you off. So they'll answer your questions. You could say, "I asked this question," and you can get clicks. Yeah. And you know, Iggy, I watch 
afterward, the um, on NBC Sports Bay Area, the, the uh, post game show. You know, I understand what those guys are trying to do. It's a 49ers show. But after what happened in, in Denver, they led off the show with talking about all the good things the 49ers did. And fans don't want to hear that shit. They fans don't want to hear that shit. got to other things. But is someone from the 49er organization putting pressure on them to, to write? Oh, I would think so. Oh, I, oh, I absolutely think so. They're, they're partners. I'm sh- that's yes. 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 It, it was like propaganda. Yes. It was like I was reading Pravda. You know what I mean? Oh, if they were too critical, I'm sure they would have got a, got a call the next day. And if it went on too long, I'm sure they would, the Niners would threaten, you know, ch- uh, removing them as the rights holder and going to somewhere else. Okay. I would yeah. respect the Niners more if they allowed people to be candid. But they don't. What they do is they control the narrative. That's what Jed does. Control the narrative. the narrative. And everybody yeah. knows that the narrative is bullshit. And that's why I exist. Because I don't feed into that. And I could never get hired by any of these uh, organizations, locally or nationally. I'm too dangerous. But everyone else is playing by the same rules. I'm playing by your rules from 1985. And the fans love it. And that's why I'm having so much success. And I think other people might want to look at that and think about it. Are you a happy child? I'm a happy child and it's working. And I don't have to do this access journalism stuff where you kiss up to everyone just to stay employed. I don't have to do that. I can just be honest, which is what everyone wants to do. Because you wrote a, a chapter about it in your book, the the press box tough. Everyone wants to be candid in the press box, but they can't. We can. Yeah. We're encouraged to. It's a great feeling. I would not do this job if I couldn't do this. That's right. You this. want to be an honest, a real yeah. journalist. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, let's take some questions. Sure. Nathan says, Mike McGlinchey is so horrible in pass protection. I don't know why they gave him the fifth-year option. He got blown by all game. He's horrible. Not a question, just a, a very angry statement about Mike McGlinchey. I hear you, Nathan. Sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll read it for you. Mike McGlinchey is so horrible in pass protection, I don't know why they gave him a fifth-year option. He got blown by all game. Oh, yeah. Mike, sorry. Domain Threat says, when Jimmy looks bad, I'm not even mad anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like Groundhog's Day. You know what? It's like this season, it's like watching Hamlet and trying to be like, I've seen this 10 times, and I know what's going to happen at the end, but I, I, don't, I, I want to pretend like I don't. So I'm going to go in and I'm going to enjoy this and I'm going to think, you know what? Hamlet is going to work it all out. He's going to work it out. <laughs> I'm sorry. David says, what was worse? Jimmy stepping into a safety, saving himself from pick six or Mark Sanchez butt fumble? Uh, Mark Sanchez butt fumble got replayed thousands of times for years. So that one. Is Kyle the one who's saying no? I don't understand the question. About what? Follow up. Sean O'Leary says, beyond the offense, the lack of discipline is an issue. Too many penalties, player locker room talk that undermines the team and the like. Aside, love sessions with your dads makes me miss my dad all the more. thousand miles away. Well, thanks, Sean. That's very sweet. Thank you, Sean. It's important to remember that when teams start off one and two, there's always this noise. There's always, it's very uncomfortable. If they win next week, it all goes away. Even if they don't like each other that much. Uh, Black Phil Phil says Jake Brendel plays like he got hit in the head one too many times and thinks he's now a Spanish matador. Olay. Well, that was just mean. <laughs> Van says, I'm saying it. I'm, I'm just saying if Trey won't work, Lamar Jackson. I mean, he'd be a lot better than what the Niners have had in a long time. I'd be interested. They also could go after Aaron Rodgers. There's reports that Aaron Rodgers could uh, opt out of his contract. So there may be options next year. Who knows? I know you're not big into Lamar Jackson, but he's a whole lot better than freaking Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, no question about that. And you yeah. know what? He's better than Trey Lance. Oh, yeah. Also, I I wouldn't mind having uh, Aaron Rodgers here for a few years. 
I wouldn't mind it either. Jesus Velez says, I love your show. Debo can still be used as a weapon. He accumulated roughly 1,400 yards as the number one receiver before his wideback role. True. Agree. It's just that him going to running back coincided with a lot of wins. It was sort of their formula for winning last year, and teams have caught on. So Kyle needs to adjust his formula for winning. And what's nice is he has an elite defense, which really helps. <laughs> Brady Hill says, Flav is waiting for the one good game Jimmy has. So Flav is a guy who writes in a lot, and he's the biggest Jimmy supporter, and he hasn't said one thing since the game on Sunday, and everyone's kind of laughing. Bad look it. for Flav. Bad look for Flav. Dustin the Gale says, Hi, Grant. How did you develop your knowledge on football play schemes, X and O's? Do you recommend any books or resources? I think learning the more, I think learning more would make watching the experience better. Yeah, I have. I can't tell you exactly, but since my dad knows coaches, I got to know coaches, and I actually developed friendships with coaches who would rather not uh, have their names known publicly. But there's people I can call, and I can ask. It's better than having a book. And if you could, so if if you could cultivate relationships with people who've been coaches in the NFL, it's what I would recommend. Like for example, Iggy put up during training camp how Trey Lance was not. releasing the ball correctly so it was in sync with his front leg there was a coach who went over those films with Iggy yes so Iggy was not making that stuff up he wasn't pulling it out he had gone over films with a with a, a coach and the best thing is that you'll never ever 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 guess which coach it is yeah you'll never know never tell never tell I have absolutely zero connection to him. Joshua Wyatt says the original sin for this year was failing to develop Trey last year. That forced him to try. Yeah, that forced him to try to develop Trey running. This team needed a new veteran. Yeah, I, uh, it seemed like they wanted to get Matthew Stafford, failed. Wanted to get Rodgers, failed, and then got a rookie, which was never going to work. This team needed a veteran quarterback. I mean, and this team. It was dereliction of duty, and I use that. I understand what I'm saying that Kyle did not have packages last season yeah. for Trey Lance and put him in every goddamn game. I agree. And he said they didn't develop him as a, court, as, a, as a passer, so they had to use him as a runner. They didn't develop him as a runner either. He got hurt running. And he was, but even before he got hurt running, people were like, oh, he's taking a lot of hits, right? You were saying- Ooh, he's fighting. Yeah, he's fighting for those extra yards. He needs to stop doing that. So he was, he didn't even know how to run in the league, which is even more dangerous. Russell James says, Lowell, uh, at Lowell, Re-analogy of 84 Bill Walsh, JM being like composer, musician. Applying this to Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy Garoppolo, can you? Need another analogy, perhaps? I don't know what you're talking about. Let me look at it again. Re-analogy of 84 Bill Walsh, JM being like composer, musician. Uh, Jim Jimmy Murray Gar- said that. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> the Ramones. The Ramones. <laughs> that's cool John's George says this team is in danger of going into bye week three and five and that is being optimistic big fat zero chance of beating Kansas City or Rams playing this way agree they need to they need to find something else on offense yeah because the last time the Niners played the Rams they scored 17 points and lost they're going to need to score more than 17 points I think I'm thinking more than 17 is necessary this Monday night Tantara says my name is pronounced Dundale oh okay Dundale what do you think about Cowherd saying Jimmy was held back with Little just blocking when Trey didn't have him at all? Uh, with Kittle just blocking. Oh, yeah. Did you see Cowherd made a four-minute video yesterday making excuses for Jimmy Garoppolo? Uh, no, I don't watch. I wouldn't watch him. Was, what was the gist of what he said? 
he just went through every possible excuse. Like, well, Jimmy, you know, he didn't practice this offseason, and Kittle wasn't there, and Broncos are a really good team. Sure, Colin picked the Niners to win the game, but the Broncos are really good, and the defense is great, and, you know, it gives it. It's like, okay, sure, but, like, you called Trey Lance a bust after two starts. Anyway, I, we shouldn't talk about Colin Coward. He's terrible. Todd says, if end of the season Shanahan is removed, do you keep Lynch? It's I, I don't want to go there. You can't go there yet. We have it's, to see how the season plays three out. games. We got to let the season play out. Going deep is out the window with Trent. Yeah, you can't throw deep. Well, you couldn't throw with, deep with Jimmy anymore. Forget going deep. Sean Payton won't coach the Niners without a top 10 quarterback. Absolutely That's correct. That's probably true. He would probably either want to bring in a quarterback of his own or he wouldn't want the job. David or, said, or, or a top 10 quarterback would want to follow him. See? That's what I'm thinking. Damon says, remember, Frank Gore was injury prone until he started boxing in the offseason. Your body needs to be ready for the abuse of the season. He did box in the offseason. That's a good point. David says it's set. He fought a celebrity boxing match and got knocked out. Okay. David says it's sad that when Kyle needs Jimmy, he rarely shows up. And when Jimmy needs Kyle, he rarely shows up. I hope Trey gets better treatment. He didn't get great treatment this year. DJ Marquis says, my boss says daily, no excuses, find solutions. Do you find them? Well, we're going to find out. I like it. Um, One more, then we're going to get back to our show. Cowherd needs to keep the Niners QB situation, Will Smith voice, out of his mouth. Clear contract of, conflict of interest here. Apparently, Trey Lance dated Cowherd's daughter for a brief period of time, which is the backstory here. What? Kind of amazing. Yes. So, yes. That's really true. So, he, Lance dated Cowherd's daughter. Yes. Is Cowherd partial to Lance or Jimmy? Now, Jimmy. But when, when the Niners drafted Lance, he was really excited about it. And I think that's right around when Trey was dating his daughter. Then they broke up. We don't know how. And now all of a sudden, he's been relentlessly on this guy's case. And it's really clear why. And it's like, man, this is unprofessional, man. I don't know what happened between Trey and your daughter, but you probably shouldn't talk about him, man, because it seems right, like you have an accident. It gives the appearance of conflict of interest, it whether does. there is one or not. Correct. And the, just the, how... Um, harsh he's been makes it feel like it's gotta be that i mean he's the harshest critic there is for trey lance when trey's like demonstrably and he's he at least publicly comes across as a very nice person right well, you never know what but like. you don't you don't know maybe he disrespected i I, yeah. I uh think cowherd should not talk about it because it leads people to speculate and he's an experienced journalist and should should um know that and he probably should preface criticism saying, I know, you know, he dated my daughter, but this is not related. So he maybe he needs uh, to present it in a more shrewd way. Okay, let's get a couple more questions because Flav just popped up. Kev F says, real talk as Oaklanders, why do you think uh, are all the Oakland teams leaving for Vegas? Is Oakland not a good sports town? Uh, they don't have money. Yes. Vegas is willing to build these stadiums and Oakland isn't. Let's get to... Flav real quick and then real quick and then we'll I'm I'm skipping a couple but I'm gonna come back to you guys. I just want to get to Flav. Flav says LOL just got here. Jimmy G had his worst game by far this week. But the Niners but had the Niners losing last week. Love them minus two point five this week though. People overreacting about one loss. Wait till next week after Jimmy Garoppolo beats the Rams. That's what my dad's saying, essentially. Well, I'm not saying they beat the Rams. I'm saying let's see what happens against the Rams. That's true. Good point. I'm not saying they're gonna beat the Rams. Flav is saying they're gonna beat the Rams. That's true. Flav took it one second. Okay. What Let's other talk about the NFC West and, and the Rams. Well, hold on. There was one other thing I wanted to talk about because we had been talking about media 
And uh-huh. he brought up, you know, this uh, this cowherd guy and uh-huh. Stephen Smith talks a lot about and Florio. These are guys I know who they are. Honestly, Iggy, I don't watch them very much because I'm old and, and I'd rather look out the window. Yeah. But what I don't understand, why all of a sudden are the Niners such a national story? Yeah. I mean, they have- these guys, every time uh, a 49ers quarterback gets a hangnail or they lose a game yeah. or they win a game, but they didn't win the way they're supposed to. You got guys all over the country. Eisen, this mm-hmm. Eisen guy. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- why? Why are they doing that as opposed to the New York Giants or the Seattle Seahawks? Wh- what is this fascination with a San Francisco Santa Clara team. It's interesting, right? I mean, they're not champions. They haven't no. won anything since 1995. I mean, they didn't get this type of national coverage uh, even when Harbaugh was the coach. So no. why now? It, I, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. I mean, maybe they see how well my YouTube channel's doing. They're thinking maybe there's more clicks for, for the rest of us. If Grant Cohn can buy a house off two years of saving from a YouTube channel, maybe we should be talking about the Niners more too. And Akia Stinger. And Akia Stinger. Listen, he has a Kia Stinger. I'm driving an 11 year old Prius. That's the. the I I think it's got to be the Stinger factor. It's the Stinger factor. They see me driving the Stinger and they're thinking, "Hold on, I want a Stinger too." It's a nice car. So, Iggy, I have to tell you, it absolutely puzzles me. Baffles me. There are probably better teams in the league than the Niners. Uh, You know, the Rams won the Super Bowl. Um, How come there's all this Michigas? With the Niners. And what it is, obviously, is these people, again, they want page views, clicks, whatever yeah. the hell it is, feel they can get them on the Niners, yes. so they have to have opinions. Yes. This Stephen Smith, every time something happens, he's got an opinion about the 49ers. Iggy, have you ever seen that man in person in Santa Clara? No. 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 Not Colin Cowherd, not Skip. I saw Skip Bayless in person one time when he was the uh, columnist with the Mercury News. But not that. lately. No, not since then. Not, not lately. It, yeah. They, they, they pontificate. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what who their sources are. They're not talking to you. No. And you're the one there who sure knows the most about the football aspects of what's happening with the team. You think their journalists say, Grant, you know, we were at a Super Bowl and Mike Wupika was sitting right next to you That's and right. was asking you questions. He wasn't. Mike didn't mind. No. He didn't make things up, right? That's right. Mike Lupik is a wonderful writer for the New York Daily News. Great mm-hmm. writer, great columnist. He was writing stuff down that he was telling him. He asked me a million questions. That was during the uh, Broncos-Panthers Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That was yeah. interesting. Yeah. It, it, it used to be that there was like a, a East Coast bias with these national guys, and they would just talk about the Red Sox and the Yankees and the Patriots and all those teams. But it seems like they figured out that the Niners have – as big of an audience and fan base as any team in professional in American professional sports. I mean, I could talk about only this one team the rest of my career and make a, you know, a, have a good living. Just talking about one team. I, I, I don't know that that many teams in the NFL really qualify. The teams that have as, as big of a following as the Niners are probably like Dallas, Green Bay, New England, uh, Pittsburgh, and that's it. Like they, they're like top five, gotta be. Not the gotta Raiders. Be. No, the Raiders would be below. Broncos yeah. have a huge fan base. The Seahawks have a huge fan base. But I think even the Niners have more fans. Even the Niners. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. I, what I want to say is, Iggy, I find it very interesting Me too. that these people, 
every day they say stuff. Now, Adam Schefter knows what he's talking about because right. he actually has sources. Right. Um, do, do these people have sources or do they just sort of say stuff? It's like they have such strong opinions about a team that they're that they really probably don't watch every game of and they don't know anything about uh, more than a fan would. Like, honestly, everyone watching this show knows more about the 49ers than Colin Cowherd does. Everyone watching the show just because you follow the team and he doesn't. Yeah, he pretends he's yeah. an export of every team in every sport. Like, no, you're not. Yeah. Anyway, no, you're not. I just wanted to linger on that for a minute. So I like that. Do you want to uh, go to our final two topics and then take the rest of the questions? Sure. Do you want to do the, the Rams first or the NF, uh, NFC West first? Let's do the NFC and end with predicting the game. Okay, so coming into the season, everyone was thinking, you know, the Niners, it's just such a brutal schedule, partially because it's such a, it's such a brutal division. And um, they didn't do well in the division last year. Now we're looking at it, and I'm starting to wonder, how good is the NFC West really, Dad? Well, based on three games, only one team has a winning record. It's the Rams. The Rams. And they're not haven't looked that great. In addition, Iggy, could you explain this the point giving up more points or or scoring more points? Point differential. Point, point differential. differential. Plus minus. Have you scored more Plus points minus. or given up more points? Yeah. I looked and maybe I looked it up wrong, but the Niners are the only team in the division, including the Rams, that have a positive point differential. So yeah. uh, they're plus so, ten. The Rams are minus nine. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's pr- presenting itself early on as way overrated and a weak division. Yeah. Now it could change. I always want to say things. I've seen things change, but based on reality now, the Seahawks suck. They suck. And Arizona almost sucks. Sucks. No, they suck. They suck. Now They're going to get DeAndre Hopkins back halfway through the season. He's suspended for for performance enhancing drugs and he's good. Although he's 30, they suck. They suck. The Niners may suck. No, they don't suck. They no, no, no. Their defense is way too good for them. Yeah, okay, to suck. the defense. I forgot. Their defense is way too good for them to suck. The they, Niners they, are okay. The yeah, they're 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 flawed. And the Rams, the, the Niners are fatally flawed. We we've talked about it forever with Jimmy. They're fatally flawed. That's why they brought in Lance. The Rams seem to be way not as good as last year. Seriously, not as good as last year. Yeah, I mean, they, they can't run the ball. They they lost Odell Beckham Jr. Matthew Stafford has an uh, an elbow thing and throws a lot of picks. And they lost their left tackle. Yeah, they got problems. Yeah. So what I mean is if you come in first in your division, you're in, right? Yep. Yep. I think it's possible somebody could come first in the division with a nine and eight record. It's possible. Yeah. I, so I, I'm with you. As bad as look, as bad as Denver is, they're two and one. That's right. That's right. Th- with that coach. As bad as the Niners are, they could be nine and eight and be in the playoffs. So this season is going to be a very interesting journey. I think what we're seeing, there's some exceptions. Philly and Miami have their offenses clicking right now. But what we're seeing is every year, like the offseason gets more and more ridiculous where there's like less practices, less preseason games, less starters playing in the preseason games. And I think you can get your defense up to speed a little bit faster. I mean, there's less synchronization. It's more like flying around, hitting. But on offense, I think you see some really bad offense in September in the NFL. Uh, Mediocre at best. And then the teams that don't get a bunch of injuries and win some games. By the time it's November, they kind of get their stuff together. But it's rare to see good offense in September, which is bad for the league. Because it means it's a lot of mediocre football. That yes, we're, we're, we're watching preseason right now. This is preseason. Yeah, what we're looking at now is bad football. 
I yep. agree with you. Yes. And the I, NFL just like massive, like, oh, well, you're, you're enjoying it, right? Like you got your, you got your fantasy football. It's like, yeah, this is mediocre at best. Can't you get, improve your play? I, I'm with you. Um, I have other things I want to say. We also thought the Niners had a very hard schedule because they have the AFC West. Well, I'm not sure the AFC West is as good as we thought it was either. Raiders? They're Suck. 0-3. The only 0-3 team in the league. The, the Niners just lost to the Broncos, but so they don't have to worry about them anymore. Um, and, I mean, the Chargers? They lose. And Their the guys Chief, hurt. And, and the, the Chiefs, Chiefs just, just lost. Just got beat. Just, just got beat. So, yeah. so there's no juggernaut in that team no. in that division. No. So we had talked in the offseason, boy, this is a tough schedule, the Niners. Yeah. They, it's not a tough schedule. No. I mean, there are occasional really tough games, but I think the Chiefs would, would be a very challenging for them. I don't think any other teams in the AFC West or the NFC West. So say do you fire them at the end of the season of this? Let's see how the season plays out. Yeah. Let's see how the season plays out. Absolutely. Agree. Because it- I think they could be a playoff team at 9-8. and eight. Possible. Absolutely. Yeah. They certainly could. That's a good point. Should we talk about the Rams? Let's talk about the Rams. So it's May a Monday go- night game. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I think if you were a betting person, which I am not, you would probably bet on the Rams. Although I know you don't bet on team. You bet on... The- yeah, the spread. The spread. Well, let's I, see yeah, what the spread is. Yeah, you know the spread. Well, I'll get it for you. All right, give me the spread. <laughs> give me spread. Okay. <laughs> uh the Niners are actually favored by one and a half points at home. Because they're at home. Say yeah. they would have got three points, but they only get the one and a half points. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's a pick 'em game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think. In my heart of hearts, I would probably think the Rams would win. But I think it's close. And the reasons are the Rams are overrated. Mm -hmm. Stafford is damaged. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Niners always do well against those guys. The defense is so good. The defense is so good. They're going to make Stafford look look bad. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be a grueling, gruesome game. Yeah. And – it would not surprise me if the Niners win. As yep. bad as Jimmy is, and even without Trent Williams, what do you think, Iggy? Here's what happens a lot with the Niners. It's, it's what happened last week. The defense plays great, and it makes the other offense look inept. And you're thinking, boy, the Niners are going to blow this team out. But then the Niners' offense struggles, and they let the team hang around. And all of a sudden, it's the fourth quarter, and the Niners' offense is doing nothing, and the Niners' defense gets a little tired. And all of a sudden, this offense that they're facing that's done nothing all game starts doing stuff. And the Niners lose. That's what happened last week. It's what happened in the NFC Championship game against the Rams. Remember, the Niners were winning that game and lost 20-17. to So can the Niners offense do something? Something, please, because the defense will get tired. Okay. So yeah. I'm saying I, I, I want to be— I'm, Go ahead. Go I want to be go clear. Yeah. I think the Rams will win. Mm. And then all hell will break loose. But I think the what my my gambling uh, friend in Vegas says, I think the Niners are a live dog. Actually, I think this is a really – the Niners might win this game. I'm looking at at the Rams. They can't run the ball. They can't protect Stafford. He's throwing a lot of picks. It's a good time to face him. 
Yeah. It's a good time to face them. So if, if Stafford throws a two couple picks to the Niners, I mean, they could score on defense. You yeah. know, they, they could really set their offense up. So this the Niners absolutely could win this game with a dominant defensive performance. And here's the deal. Yeah. If they win the game, again, we don't know. Yeah. They're in first place because they will have beat the Rams. That's right. They'll have the yeah. same record as the Rams, but they but they would have beat them. Yeah. So with all the yelling and the screaming and the rent garments and the wailing, uh, they could be in first place on Monday. Here's what I'm expecting with this team. It's going to be probably a lot like, unless injuries just take them out, which it could happen. It's probably going to be like a lot like last year where yeah. they get hot and they win some games and we start thinking about, are they going to win the Super Bowl and they get in the playoffs and they don't quite make it all the way. And then at the end, you're like, well, what do we do? <laughs> what do we do about this again? I don't know. That's my, that's my guess. But again, we're going to have to let it play out. We'll have to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's, we have a few more, a few more uh, donations and then we'll get out of here. These shows are getting long because people want to interact, which is nice. David says, serious journalism question. Is it fair to criticize a backup quarterback this harshly? Talking about Jimmy. Uh, yes, he, he started the game. He, he's uh, starting now. Fair enough, and he gets paid a lot of money. Yep. D. Wood says, is Kyle the one saying no to Brady, etc.? It's his team. I don't, I'm not in there. I don't know. Don't know. Sakar, thank you for becoming a member. Flav again. LOL just got here. No, we got you already. I think there's another one from Flav, though. A couple more. Couple more. <laughs> House of Jello says, "Lol, how would you get connections as a fan? How would you get connections as a fan? Um, connections to the team? Is that to coaches? To coaches? I guess you wouldn't. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. That's a tough one. Good luck. Alex says, "I picked up Jordan Mason. Is it worth holding him or dropping back to the waiver? Hold him. Niners running backs get hurt. He's going to get his opportunity. I'm telling you. You saw his first carry, seven yards. Hold him. Did Kittle ever get a call uh, or get back to your dad?" Uh, no, I no. never heard from him. No. I guess uh, maybe he didn't watch what we talked about. Maybe not. Flav says Niners uh, will be 4-2, and 3-3 three and three at worst after six games. Should be getting healthy for when the real season starts. You guys worry too much. I'm not worried. At I'm least worried. let me put it like this. I'm worried about a lot of things <laughs> in my life. One not of bad. them ain't the 49ers. Yeah. You got 99 problems, but that's not one of them. Uh, Keck W says, who will stop Aaron Donald this week? Who boy. Couple of guys who's, who've never faced him are going to have. Well, to block him. is he going to line up against the left tackle or the right tackle? Well, he's going to go up against the guards. He's going to go up against uh, Aaron Banks, and he's going to go up against Burford. I, he might get some t- snaps against the tackles too, but he's mostly going inside against those two new guards. The, the right guard really struggled last week, Burford. We'll see. David says, "How much more do we need to donate for Lowell's memoirs publishing?" <laughs> Got to talk to him about that. Well, you want to know something. Tell me. I wrote this memoir, mm-hmm. and my publisher didn't want it. And it's it's you know, it, but there's parts of it that are just plain Brooklyn. Yeah. And a friend of mine thinks if I just publish Brooklyn stories, he has a, a guy who might want to publish it. So over the last week, I wrote a Brooklyn story. I I wrote every day for about seven days, hmm. every day for hours. And I sent it over to Iggy last night because my wife usually was my editor, but she's not around to do it anymore. And the Iglet is really smart and a great reader. So he said he's very busy, obviously. And the next few days, he might read this story and, and give it a critique. I will. Absolutely. 
I'll be home the next couple of days. House of Jello says y'all should have one show solely dedicated to media. Well, we can to remember to, to, to do a media topic every week. We could do, we do that. Good with that. I, I, what holds me back on that, these are my friends. Right. And right. I want to be very careful so they don't think that I'm against them. Right. They're my friends. Yeah. Jonathan says, happy to know I made contributions as a uh, to a house stinger. <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan. John Mathis says, how come Kyle couldn't run the same offense with Lance like he did for Jimmy when he came into the game? At least Lance didn't finish. I don't know. Kyle will never explain that one. Um, Jamie says, Jimmy's double coverage midfield picks are laughable. Yeah. Yeah. He forces those into the into the middle of the field. It's almost like you know they're coming. Yeah. Flav says, have never seen Niner fans so excited about their quarterback playing badly in his first nine months. Uh, his first start in nine months. Y'all should wait until Jimmy is done before celebrating. You keep cheering and he keeps coming back. Okay, Flav expecting Jimmy Garoppolo to improve. Um, Flav, again, says Niners are minus two and a half is a lock. Crack open your piggy banks, coneheads. Jimmy bounce back week. Wow, Flav is really in a good move today. Okay. Shreddy Murphy says, let's shock the world on Monday Night Football. Just saying that because I saw someone say the same thing before we turned our season around versus LA on Monday Night Football last year. Manifest. Okay. Derek Odell said, is Jed scared to get rid of Kyle after Harbaugh? There's no reason to get rid of Kyle at this time. Right. But he didn't answer the question. I don't know if he's scared because he, he's not at that uh, crossroads. CT Law says, hard few days for me. Do you think Jimmy is ready for timing patterns? Short screens, maybe. He is not sharp and Kyle knows it. Think some of those eight targets to Brandon Ayuk were to make him look worse. I don't know. I don't know. You mean the coach wanted the quarterback to look bad? Yeah, is that where we're at right now? That's a different level of conspiracy theory. No. That was the last one. Okay. That was our show. Thanks for watching. Thanks for donating. Thanks for doing it, Dan. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. This was uh, very interesting to me. Uh, I love you, Iggy. Love you, too. I'll give you a call. Okay. All right. How do you deal with viral posts? My phone is buzzing. Oh, This is the guy that put the uh, the video out of Jimmy Garoppolo saying, all your play calls suck, man. Good job. Good find, official BNA Music 88. That's journalism. I loved it. I love it. See you guys.